Amen. How are we feeling today? Okay, that's very convincing. You excited for your kids to go back to school? <laughs> Come, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to worship you. So Lord, as, as you use me as your instrument, I ask that you just bless me, empower me to succeed in ministering the word. I ask that you have your way. Uh, prepare the people to receive a word in season. And Lord, as we discuss your timing, we ask that you just start bringing revelation knowledge into the minds of these individuals on how things are starting to be shifted and moved around. So we ask that you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless. Thank you so much. So I came across this book called, um, I get the title, but the author's name is Marcus Gill. You're familiar with Marcus Gill? He's ministered here before. You know, and in the book, he talks about God's timing. And I said, wow, it's amazing how this is such a key discussion point within the church because we tend to want to know, okay, God, what is your timing? Because people quickly say, oh, in God's timing. But what does that really mean? You know, like last week we were asking, you know, people want to throw words. I'm always about challenging the phrases. You know, by challenge to seek real information, not to be combative. So what does it mean to be God, that God is in control? And we're going to talk about that today. You know, in, in the society, think about it. In the society, you know, back in the days, especially with our parents, parents back in the days, our parents' parents back in the days, my father used to tell me, oh, you know, we had to walk to school. You know, I'm like, just because you had to walk to school doesn't mean I have to walk to school. You know, you walk to school so that I won't, I won't have to walk to school. You know, and then if you, got, if, if you go real old school, you know, we used to put the cardboard because we had to... Right? We had to put, they had a hole in the, 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 the sole of the shoe. So because we couldn't afford shoes, you had to put a cardboard in there. I'm saying, thank God you had to go through that so you know what not to put me through. <laughs> but things aren't instant. In an instant society, things aren't fast enough. Ironic. Right? So you go from Amazon, and we look at Amazon. Amazon was amazing. And then if you, if you want to bump it up and step it up a notch, you got Amazon Prime. Where you can get it in two days. And even to the point where you can get it on Sundays, you leave from church and there's a package sitting on your door. Right? Everything's instant. And then, you got, and then I got our kids. We go to a restaurant. We order some food. Fast food restaurant. I'm not going to say any names. Wait. Real quick. Segue. Segue. I got a, I got a question. Is that sandwich that good? Who, ha who, who had some of the Popeye sandwich? Is it that good? Yeah, but did you see the lines around the corner? No, I don't know about that. To me, time is money. Money's time. So I, I don't know about spending time to go around the corner. But is it that good? Yeah? I got to try some today? No? <laughs> don't listen to the front row. So, so Popeye, I'm not, giving no, I'm not getting no money. I'm not trying to you know, push Popeye's, but I saw on Instagram, I'm looking on Instagram, people got lines waiting, people are testifying about this, their, their experience with that sandwich. I'm like, people don't even testify about their relationship with God this way. <laughs> this sandwich has changed my life. <laughs> no, God has changed your life. <laughs> 
<laughs> so back into my message, my little segue. <laughs> so then people go and, 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 and fast food is not fast enough. You wait a minute, people are ready to write, uh, I need to speak to your manager. I'm like, it's just been a minute. Now I need to speak to your manager right now. And then the manager takes too long to get there because he's busy. I need to speak to your manager, the manager's manager. Because they're, they're mad because it took longer than a minute. So things are so instant in life that we have built up, especially the younger generation, a culture that does not know how to wait. You know, oh, I got the name of the book. Everybody wants to win, but nobody wants to wait. That's the name of the book. Everybody wants to win, but nobody wants to wait. And the irony is that because of how we as individuals, especially in our day and age, where everything is at a click of a button, they even, they even make it so easy that they'll store your information. So all you have to do is hit purchase and confirm. And we want it like this. See, and you can track it. Like, what's taking so long? It was in New York yesterday. And this is how we want and expect God to work. This is how we, we, we look for God to work the same way. I wrote down here, I said, we pray to God, and many times without realizing it, we are expecting immediate response. And when he doesn't meet our immediate response or meet the deadline, because we, we, we think that we're at that level, where we are close with God, we can put a deadline on the way he responds and acts and, and deals with us. We get mad at God, and we get fr- frustrated, and we start questioning this God we serve. Because we quote scripture, it says, ask and you shall receive. But when you read it, you don't see a time limit or time restraint within that, that receiving. Right? But we, we put a time restraint. I wrote this down. In this book, I, I realized that we place God in a golden lamp and we rub it and we expect the genie to come out. And if you saw a certain movie, did somebody rub my lamp? Did you rub my lamp? And that's how you want to be able to interact with God. And, and I thank God he's not a genie because if he was, then we would have been out of three wishes so quickly. And we expect for him to move without considering all of the factors. There's a lot of things taking place, especially in the spiritual realm, with powers and principalities. See, just because everything is in alignment in the natural, things also have to be in alignment in the spiritual. There are things that's going to happen in natural. Say, Lord, I'm ready for it. He said, but wait, there's certain things I got to do in the spiritual that has to, has to uh, open up certain things and allow access so that I can say yes. But for right now, just wait. Just wait. Right now, just, just, I just, just need you to wait. And some of us get frustrated with our kids. I, I, I talk about my Liam a lot, but now I got my Molly. And this is how we act as adults. And we get frustrated with our kids, and we act the same way when it comes to our relationship with God. Daddy, can you open this? Mom, I just need you to wait. Let me finish what I'm doing. Shoot. Mommy, can you open this? Just need you to wait. 
and I'll help you. Cameron, can you open this? And what we do as Christians, we say, God, I need this. Oh, God didn't listen. Let me try another religion. Because we get frustrated. Right? Doubt comes whenever we start questioning the nature and the power of a thing. So we are, we're over here asking God, we're not receiving, so doubt tries to creep in. Somebody said, well, God didn't save my uncle from dying. I said, where in the Bible says he has to? I said, let's, let's, let's talk. if we're going to talk real, we're going to be real. Where in the Bible does it say he has to? We set an expectation on this God. We get frustrated with this God, but we, we, it doesn't say that he has to. Okay, I'll let that sink in for a little while. Because some of you might have been in, coming in here today frustrated with this God we serve because he didn't answer some of the questions. But who says he has to? See, your receiving is based on the overall plan. And some of the things that you're asking for is not a part of the overall plan. So he has to say no. Or, okay, I'm going to get ahead of myself. So we got a spiritual aspect. And we got the natural aspect. And let's go to Daniel. So we can settle the spiritual aspect. And I'm going to just touch on it a little bit because my father's really going to uh, touch on this in um, the spiritual warf uh, class. This is Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, and I'll go through uh, you know, the preceding verses. So Daniel's here, and he's petitioning. He saw a vision, right? There's a vision, and the vision's not looking good. There's about to be a situation. So, so he's, he's going to God. He says, God, you know, what's, what's going on? What's, what's about to happen? Remember, Daniel, this is like the third king that Daniel is a part of. And he's talking to God, and, and, and there's no answer. And then all of a sudden, this, 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 this being shows up in front of him. And he said, he's out there with two other individuals, and they get scared, and they want to, want to break out. So Daniel's standing there, and he, he, he's, he's stuttering. He's getting nervous. I get nervous of a being that shows up in front of me out of nowhere. And it's an angel. And the angel says to him, and this is in the, uh, the message box, he says, relax, Daniel. Relax. See, sometimes you have to relax in order to receive the message. That's another message. <laughs> he continued, don't be afraid. From that moment, you decided to humble yourself to receive understanding. Your prayers were heard. From when? Come on, talk back to me. From when? From when? Come on, talk back to me. From when? Okay, you don't talk to me. Talk to turn your neighbor. Say neighbor. That moment, God heard. When you speak, that moment, God hears. So he says, that moment you were heard, and I set out to come to you. So it, two things happened. He was heard, and God went and told him, told the angel, go take care of it. Amen. So right away, God responded. So he heard, and he responded. But I was waylaid by the angel prince of the kingdom of Persia and was delayed for a good three weeks. Sometimes we don't understand what's going on behind the scenes that God needs to organize for us to receive the thing that we're asking for. Yeah. 
So he says, look, for three weeks. But, the, but then Michael, one of the chief angel princes, intervened to help me. I left him there with the prince of the kingdom of Persia, and now I'm here to help you understand what will eventually happen to your people. The vision has to do with what's ahead. And this is just not a, a tangible thing. This was just an answer to our prayer for understanding. It wasn't something glorious, something magnificent. It wasn't for him to, to be on, you know, the man of the man's and stuff like that. It was just a, a simple request to answer a prayer of, Lord, what's going on? And three weeks, it took for an answer. And some of you, some of us, we get, we get frustrated because God didn't answer us the next day. We treat him like, like his voicemail. Y'all left you a message, why didn't you call me back? Oh, I ain't getting no call. Let me see. It's right there. It says, Miss Call, Jamal. God doesn't work like that. Just to answer a question about a vision Daniel had, it took three weeks, according to the text. Daniel did not get frustrated. Daniel did not get frustrated. We need to remember that when God doesn't answer your prayer right away, delay does not mean denial. And we've heard this plenty of times before, but we forget it. I'm here to remind you that delay does not mean denial. There's always a reason God doesn't just move right away or when you think he should move. There's always a reason. See, because I love, I love it, you know, waiting produces four things. Four things. You ready? Yes. Waiting, number one, produces patience. Amen. And, I, and I like to define words because people quickly say, be patient. And what does patient mean? What do you, what do you mean by patient? And, and the definition I found, I think it was in dictionary.com, it says a willingness so being patient is not just sitting there waiting and stuff like that or getting frustrated. No, you had a desire. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm willing to wait. My intentions are to wait. But not just wait, but to wait calmly. A willingness to wait calmly. Number two, it produces perseverance. We're going to talk a little more, bit more about perseverance, but it produces per, uh, perseverance. Number three, it produces peace. How does it produce this peace? Because once you're patient and you understand the nature of the God you serve, you can be at peace. And peace is free from anxiety. I wrote this down. I said, peace of mind and a confidence that even when you don't hear from him, you know that he knows what you need. Thank you. I thought that was good. I put some work into this. <laughs> discipline is number four. And what I put here for discipline is, is discipline in essence is training yourself to persevere and prepare yourself for the next waiting season. The next waiting season. 
Because all of us are going to go through seasons and seasons of different times of waiting. If you don't learn in this season, you're going to learn in the next season. What's that song? Wait on the Lord. He shall renew your strength. Mount up my eagles. Right? Right? That's, that's how it goes? Something, something like that? Thank you. A, a little bit? You, there's an eagle in that, right? There's some mounting up uh, like, uh, you know, some wings, right? There's some renewing of the strength. So I'm, I'm right there. Right there. <laughs> Once you're able to develop and exercise that type of patience, Marcus Gill puts in his book, he says, you discover the purpose within your waiting. You discover the purpose within your waiting. Because every time you're waiting, there's, there's definitely a purpose while you're waiting. And then, when you discover the purpose in your waiting, then, then waiting no longer seems all that bad. And then on top of that, you start seeing the blessings within your waiting. See, once you understand the purpose, waiting actually looks a little better. And no longer are you just waiting for the answer, but there's got to be a blessing within my waiting. And so I say, okay, Lord, what's the blessing? I, I can't wait for your answer, but now let me see the blessing. Amen. See, when you understand the purpose, then you can wait patiently. When you understand the purpose of your waiting, you can wait, you can wait patiently. And not only will it, can you wait patiently, then you can submit easily to God's timing. See, because out of this book, this is the thing I got. This is what I got out of this book. No, I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> so there's a gentleman by the name of Jacob, right? So Jacob, you know, J- Jacob went through a lot, you know. He wasn't the favorite of his father. That hurts as a man, right? You know, he's compared to his brother. That hurts as a man. Then he, 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 he tricked his brother to sell his birthright. So now he's, he's, he's got that guilt from tricking his brother, shamed by his parents. He goes off and, you know, on his own journey. And next thing you know, Jacob finds himself at this place, and he's, 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 he's wrestling with God. And he's going back and forth, and, and, and he says to God, he said, look, God, I'm petitioning for certain things. And until I get that, I'm not going to let go. He said, I'm looking for certain things. I'm not going to let go until you bless my soul. And even to the point where it says in the Bible that, that, that God dislocated his hip. Now, if you ever dislocated something, you know how that feels. But he didn't let go. See, because when, when it comes to, to, to understanding the purpose of your waiting, you can easily receive and start being uh, persevering. Like the lady in the Bible says that, I think it was in Matthew. You got the lady who's, who comes to the judge day in and day out, saying, I want what's mine. And the judge says, for, he said, for my sake. He said, not for the sake of the person who's persevering and asking. He said, but for my sake, I'm going to give her what she wants. See, Jacob was persevering. He had, he had that kung fu grip. Some of y'all are too young to understand the kung fu grip. Kung Fu grip in my days was technology. I was going to say technology in my days. 
my soldier can now hold the gun. Right, the little toy soldier, G.I. Joe, remember G.I. Joe? Y'all, y'all didn't get, why y'all making me feel like I'm alone up here? I got Thurston, Thurston, you remember, thank you, I got somebody that remembers G.I. Joe. But Thurston, I mean Thurston, Jacob was like, I'm not letting go. <laughs> he said, I'm not letting go until you bless myself, God. This is how it is. You can do what you got to do to me. And sometimes you got to get to a place where you're praying to God and says, but Lord, I need what you, I'm asking for. And I'm not going to stop it. To you. He said, you can do what you want to do with me. So we need Christians that will persevere to a point where we say, okay, God, whatever you got to do with me. Whatever you got to do, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to do. Go through whatever it is. Break, pop my hip out of socket but I'm not going to let go because I believe in the very thing that I'm asking for, I need it. See, this old, I forgot who said it, you know, it might have been, was it Evan Almighty, Bruce Almighty. And at the end, you got Samuel Jackson. No, that's, is it Samuel? No. Is it Samuel? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, he's saying, he's saying that, 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 that does God give you patience? Or does he give you the opportunity to practice patience? Right? Does he give you love or does he give you opportunity to practice love? See, so Jacob said, look, God, I'm not going to let go until you bless my soul. So I got an equation. I'm going to leave you with this. Number one, God's purpose for your life. Right? I was doing a baby dedication. I told a young lady, I said, look, pray for God's purpose on the life of this child and not your purpose. Because you can pray for your purpose and it can be antagonistic to the purpose that God has for you. And you wonder why he's not being blessed. Right? Or another gentleman by the name of uh, Caesar, Scott Caesar. From, um, um, he does a men's thing. He says, men often petition to God for their blessing on a purpose that they didn't ask God for. He says, stop asking God to bless a purpose that you didn't ask God for. God will bless the purpose. So, so, so here it goes. This is the equation because we got to get to God's purpose equals God's timing. So if you're in God's purpose, he will always be on time. Right? Come on now. If, if you're operating in God's time, you'll find yourself walking and not even asking the door start opening. You'll start walking and, and, and individuals say, oh, I was looking for somebody to invest in. To the point where your petition changes and your thanks increases because you're in God's purpose and his time, his purpose equals time, which equals blessing. So you do God's purpose. You're in God's timing. Amen. And if you're in God's timing, you will be receiving God's blessing. Amen. Too often, we miss and start creating our own purpose. Some things that we, we oh God, this is what I want to do. And somebody says, how do you understand your purpose? And, and there's an argument. Some people say Aristotle. Some say Aquinas uh, uh, said of these philosophers. But basically, this is a statement. Where the skills, where your skills, talents, and abilities intersect a need in society, there lies your purpose. Amen. So where your skills, 
talents and ability intersect with the needs of society. Your skills, your talents, your abilities. I'll even go deeper. Your relationships intersect the needs of society. There lies your purpose. You find your purpose, you find God's timing. You find God's timing, you'll find God's blessing. Stop asking God to bless something that is not your purpose. See, because within God's timing comes God's providence. And you start operating this thing called law of alignment. And law of alignment basically says things have to be in line for you to get from point A to point B in your journey in life. You know, I, I constantly hear stories of people say, well, you know, I just happen to go right. I normally go left, but I happen to go right this morning. And guess what happened? I normally pass this, this diner, but something told me, something like my, my stomach was gurgling. Sometimes my stomach tells me. <laughs> But this time I knew it was in my stomach. And I found myself at this diner. And guess who I bump into? Somebody that needed prayer. Amen. We all can have those stories. We, we all know somebody that has a type of story. There's something that happens within the law of alignment that, that, that when you're in God's purpose, things just start lining up. Things start moving smooth. but it's not void of waiting. Amen. See, this is, this, is, this is the principle for waiting for me. We always have to become the person to receive the thing we're asking for. And my father's taught me this for years. I would like to take credit. That was my dad's principle. We always have to become the person to receive the thing we're asking for. So what does that mean? Maybe we might need to become the person that's a little more patient. Maybe we need to learn a little uh, financial practices so we can be that better business owner. See, because the way God works, and I love the way he works, he never sets things up with it failing. So we can ask, Lord, I want to do this business venture. What do you know about business? How, do you even know how to start a business? Is it an S-Corp? Is it an LLC? Is it a C-Corp? But Lord, I got, I got this vision. Your vision, <laughs> there's a difference between a strategy and your tactics. Your strategy is your overall plan and your tactics are the little details to get you to your destination. And we are quick to pray about the strategy. But Lord says, no, come, let's have a conversation about the tactics. So in order for you to receive what God has for you, become the person. Become that person. And whatever that means, it all determined by what you're asking for. That's why I laugh at people. Like, Lord, I want a million dollars. Is that foreign? Is that impossible for God? No, that's not impossible for God. 
But he'd rather you become the person that knows how to earn a million dollars because no matter what happens, you'll always be able to have a million dollars. I said this before. There's a book I'm reading. In the book I read, he said, he said, he said, individuals who receive a million dollars will never become a millionaire. He said, but a person who knows how to make a million dollars will always be a millionaire, even if he doesn't have a million dollars in the bank, because he always knows how to make that million dollars again. So people say, oh, Lord, give me a million dollars. You know, especially when Lotto was, what, seven million? I've seen some Christians online. Partially because I was online, too. <laughs> hey, seven millions, 700 million is, is, is yeah. Thank you, thank you. But, but the, the thing is, am I the person that can handle 700 million? I would like to think so. You know, I'll be preaching from Ibiza to you guys on screen. Oh, no, all y'all will be with me. We're all going to get away. I'll be like, Oprah Winfrey, move over. You get a ticket, you get a ticket. Even though she can't move, she, she has more money than that, but still. <laughs> but on a serious note, God's purpose equals God's timing, right? And God's timing equals God's blessing. If you, if you leave with anything, leave with that. God's purpose, God's timing, and God's blessing works hand in hand. Let's close our Bibles. Because I can tell you what delayed gratification protects you from. Things like deception, compromise, greed, selfishness, frustration, depression, anger, worry. But we got to have time. So let's stand. <laughs> You've heard me minister about delayed gratification. But I want to pray with, with somebody who might be waiting might have come in frustrated with God. You know, asking God when. Especially if you're a parent in hand, you've been praying for your child, and, and your child might not be young, might be in their 20s, you're still saying, hey, Lord, when? I sent them to Sunday school. They were on the youth retreats. No, I sent them to a good college. But Lord, when? The question is, what is God's purpose with that individual? So if you're here, and I just want just to pray with you. Can I pray with you? If you're, you're saying, I'm, I'm, I got a little frustrated with God. Because I, I have dealt with doubt myself. You know, question is, is God real? Does God exist? And, 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 but the thing about it is, every time I go into a study to see if this is true, it always pulls out, yes, he does exist. And then I, and it's funny because I'm, I'm asked this question, and then I come across this song, and the song says, even, you know, he said, even if, he said that the, the, the creation worships you, he says, so will I.
So even within my doubts, I find myself always landing at the feet of God. You know, I went through so many different, you know, from a scientific perspective, it landed me back at God. From a philosophical perspective, it landed me back at God. From just an emotional perspective, you know, just you know, weeping, having a conversation with God, it lands me back at God. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the time that you, you bless us with. So Lord, there's a couple of things we, we, we ask for. One, forgive us for our frustration with you. Forgive us for, 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 for our, our annoyance with you. Forgive us for, for not being patient. The very thing we ask our kids to do. The very thing we ask our siblings to do. So Lord, we come humbly at your throne. And in the words of Jesus, not our way, but your way, Lord. So Lord, we ask that you help us and open our eyes to see what is our purpose. And as if we, we are already in our purpose, Lord, what can I do more within my purpose? So Lord, we pray for understanding, knowledge, and wisdom. We submit this to you. And Lord, we ask that you just have your way in our lives. You surrender, submit it to you. Nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. However that looks, Lord, your will be done. So we say thank you for this. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen. Come on, saints. It's up on the screen if you don't know, if you're first time here. And remember, we got guests. So we got to act like, you know, we know what we're doing. All right, so I'm, I'm going to look at the screen real quick. Come on, say it with us. Say it proud. This Bible, this Bible is our primary source of faith. Source of faith. This, Bible this Bible is our rule of conduct. Rule of conduct. This, Bible this Bible creates a lens creates that we see life through. See life. As we leave this place with never God's presence, Jesus is Lord, period. We believe it, we proclaim it, and we're seeing it come to pass. God bless and enjoy the rest of your Sunday.